Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Dang, my head looks shiny on TV some days. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the new ESPN Montana app. Happy to be here with you. Thanks for tuning in, no matter how you're tuning in. We are coming to you from the ESPN Montana studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years and proud to say so. Uh, we're proud to continue to do local radio, local, uh, I guess it is, I never thought I'd be a uh, quote-unquote local streamer, but uh, that's what we are. We are giving you a statewide show, giving you the best of the best of Montana, but getting it now on that ESPN app all the way around the world. So appreciate you for hanging out here on your Wednesday, big Wednesday for you. We have a new, uh, I guess we're going to call this consistent and uh, even regular Wednesday lead for you, Sam Herter, Hero Sports FCS National Analyst, uh, Senior Analyst, in fact, for uh, Hero Sports, as well as Bet MGM. Uh, he will join us to lead the show uh, each Wednesday here now uh, throughout the rest of football season. So we'll talk FCS big storylines as well as Big Sky Conference storylines and also get his thoughts and takes on both the uh, Montana schools, two schools that Sam uh monitors very closely as well and uh, it'll be fun to have Sam on all season long so that's coming up here in about five minutes we also have our Montana State Minute today featuring Ty Okada he's a senior safety for the Bobcats he is, might as well be a coach I started calling him Coach Okada because he's just so good at breaking it all down uh, putting it all into perspective 
pretty polished with the media uh, and a great story. A walk-on out of uh, Woodbury, Minnesota, right outside the Twin Cities. And so he'll join us about 4.30. We also have the who, what, when, where, and why about the Grizz Hockey Opener. And we'll give you some tickets and some wings. So that should be fun. Uh, Wing Wednesday presented by the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. We'll have a dozen wings from the Despo and some Grizz Hockey tickets for you. So stay tuned for that about 4.45. Hour number two, Jeff Safford. He's going to give us a redux and a preview, a review and a preview. How about that? We'll talk about the Missoula Paddlehead season that was and the Grizz Hockey season that will be. That's our ESPN roundtable for the week. Uh, an in-studio and live ESPN roundtable. So looking forward to that. And then about 5.30, our Grizz Star of the Week, presented by Bob Ward, Sports and Outdoors. Robbie Houck, the Big Sky Conference Defensive Player of the Week, the recently anointed all-time leading tackler in the history of Grizz football, and uh, a four-year starter, a fan favorite, and uh, an all-around fun guy to talk football with as well. He'll join us for our Grizz Star of the Week, so looking forward to having Robbie Houck on the show. So there you go. That's your show outlook. It's presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. The Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any and all real estate questions you might have in uh, Montana, please give Brent and his team a call today. Uh, We got some craziness going on this weekend. And for a lot of you, you probably think uh, super fun times as well. I know there's a lot of fitness aficionados, a lot of great athletes out there listening to the show, and we got a great challenge for you. It is the Zootown Challenge. It's an obstacle course slash a sort of Spartan-type race hosted by Vertex Fitness, and that'll take place on Saturday. So twofold, they're still looking for volunteers if you want to be involved in a fun community event. But also, we'll be giving you places within the race. So if you want to be a part of this, I know it's sort of impromptu and it's only a few days away, but if... You've been working on your fitness, you're feeling good, or you know you just want to go completely run out of gas on a Saturday morning when the Grizz are out of town? Okay, let's do it. Text us. Anybody who wants to be involved in the Vertex Fitness Zootown Challenge, text us 406-888-1029. We'll pi- compile all our entries over the next couple days, and then on uh, Friday afternoon we will choose uh, some winners to participate in that race. But we got free entry for you to the Zootown Challenge. So if that sounds fun, that sounds good, 888 That's also the number you're going to want to call to win wings, to win Grizz hockey tickets, and to be a part of the show. Again, it's 406-888-1029. You can call and text that number anytime, and uh, we'll get you signed up for the uh, Vertex Fitness uh, Zootown Challenge. We'll also get you all set up for some wings and some Grizz hockey tickets, and uh, we will also... Um, Take any and all of your questions, comments, and concerns. My coworkers at Missoula Broadcasting Company are sitting right out here, uh, right outside the uh, the window, and uh, it seems as if I've either been gifted with or pranked with a uh, gigantic zucchini. Now, for those of you watching at home, if you're watching on the app or on the TV, get your mind out of the gutter. This is a nutritious delicious, and I don't know, I would say like a good four-pound zucchini, maybe five pounds. I don't know. Let's see. I've been, been doing the spin classes, and they got some weights involved. Yeah, I'd say this is about a five-pounder. I don't know who grew this. I don't know where this came from, but uh, I don't know. Funny joke, whoever uh, put it in here, but, you know, 
little vegetables here uh, on your radio as well. Uh, enough of that. How about some college football? We go to the Rankish Brothers RV phone line. Welcome in. Great friend of the show and a guy who'll join us as often as he can, probably weekly throughout the rest of the football season. It's Sam Herter from Hero Sports and Bet MGM. Uh, Sam, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing good. Always looking forward to these weekly talks now uh, with you talking some FCS football. So happy to be back on. Well, first, let's start with some of the games outside the Big Sky Conference. Uh, one of the biggest games in the country last week was uh, South Dakota State versus Missouri State. Missouri State, the the rising team in, in the, the Missouri Valley Football Conference. So let's start there with Missouri State before we talk about this actual matchup. Since the Missouri Football uh, Conference, Missouri Valley Football Conference became a league, uh, you know, whatever it was, 10, 12, 13 years ago, there was some pretty established powers. North Dakota State, obviously. South Dakota State has been right there. We've seen North Dakota really push and try to move uh, up in the hierarchy of that league and nationally since moving into the Missouri Valley Football Conference. South Dakota, you know, they're sort of toe in the line, but they have invested in football. And, you know, they were a playoff team a year ago. Illinois State was perhaps the second best Missouri Valley Football Conference team besides North Dakota State for a moment in time. Seems like they have sort of taken a step back, but still competitive. Well, Missouri Valley went from basically bottom of the league to uh, a top 10 team in the country. Bobby Petrino's the, the, the name that comes to mind right off the top of your head. A Montana native. But what have been the factors that have helped Missouri Valley uh, get really good and get really competitive and make, when we're talking about South Dakota State Missouri uh, and uh, and Missouri State, how, what, has, what has helped Missouri State really uh, reattain or, I guess, rise to this level? Well, I think they, excuse me, I think they basically did an overhaul on their talent, uh, on their roster. Uh, you look at the talent they have now compared to even just three years ago, and it's it's completely different. And, you know, I know you can say what you want about Coach Petrino and some of the stuff off the field and kind of how he's left some of his previous jobs uh, kind of in tough spots, but the dude knows how to coach football, and he knows how to run a program, um, and he knows how to, you know, get a team together and put a talented team on the field and, you know, he has a pretty veteran coaching staff as well. And so you put all those things together uh, and you combine it with the fact that Missouri state is actually like a, you know, they, they have a very underrated football stadium. I think, I think they're in a great part of the country uh, where you're not too, you're not too much lost in the shuffle of being like in Georgia or Alabama surrounded by a bunch of FBS teams, where you're still you know, somewhat South where you can still get a lot of great recruits. And they brought in a ton of FBS transfers the last few years. Uh, their star quarterback, their star receiver, uh, their star running back, uh, one of their star cornerbacks, they're all FBS transfers that have made huge impacts. And so Petrino has basically revamped that entire roster, and they're playing. I know they just lost, but they still are playing at a very high level. Well, like you said, South Dakota State did come away with a win. So what did you think of the performance, and what allows South Dakota State to post that 28-14 victory? Yeah, it's, again, one of those games, uh, kind of like Montana, South Dakota, where you, you look at the final score, the box score, or whatever, you go, okay, yeah, that, was, that was a pretty good win for the Grizz. But when you watch it, it's a, it was a more uh, dominating win uh, for the Grizz. And, and that's kind of the – basically, it's the same parallel to, to this game, South Dakota State and Missouri State. Final score was a 14-point win for South Dakota State, but it was a much more dominating performance for the Jacks and what the score may indicate. Uh, and it was, I, I believe – the Jacks were up 14 nothing at one point. Uh, Missouri State hit on a couple of big plays to tie it 14-14, and then South Dakota State put it away with, with two more scores. But I want to say at halftime, total yards was like South Dakota State 
close to 300. Missouri State was under 100 total yards at halftime, which is absolutely crazy because Missouri State the week prior put up like 600 yards of offense against the number 10 team in FBS, Arkansas. And so South Dakota State's defense is legit. I think I would put it up there with Montana as far as the best defenses in the FCS, and the Jacks really shut down that high-flying attack. And, you know, I think that South Dakota State has a very, very talented offense. Mark Ronowski coming off of an ACL uh, injury. He missed all of last year. I think he looked a bit rusty the first few games, uh, but he, he's looking like the quarterback he, he was during the spring season when he was named the, the Missouri Valley Football Conference Offensive Player of the Year as a true freshman. Uh, he looked back to form against Missouri State. So it was just a complete win uh, for South Dakota State besides some, some missed field goals. They left some points on the board, but offensively and defensively, the Jacks looked really good. Sam Herner joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. He is a senior FCS analyst for Hero Sports as well as BetMGM, providing great uh, coverage of the FCS on a national level. And Sam, we, the the narrative since uh, basically the spring season and now of, of spring of 2021 season and then throughout last fall and now through this last offseason and the first month of this season is it's the Missouri Valley Football Conference, the Big Sky Conference, and then everybody else. But you look at the top 10 right now, or even the top 15, and it's littered with Missouri Valley and Big Sky Conference teams. But the one team that sits uh, in inside the top 10 that's not a uh, Missouri Valley or Big Sky team is Delaware. And then you also have Jackson State. So we'll come back to Jackson State in a minute. But what's Delaware got cooking? They're 4-0. They're 2-0 in the Colonial Athletic Association. And they're coming off of a 35-3 win over Hampton. Uh, what do we know about Delaware? And what's made them good so far here in the first month of the season? Yeah, we talk about Delaware as being a, a blue blood FCS program. And just like the FCS is better when Montana and Montana State are good, the FCS is also better when Delaware uh, is good. Because back in their day, you know, I, I think it was well, back in 2010, 2009, somewhere around there, they, they played for a couple of national titles. Uh, they were drawn, you know, drawing about, I think, 20 plus thousand people per home game. And so this is a program with a lot of pride to it. And it seemed like this team was back to being a national contender back in the spring season when they made a run to the semifinals. Uh, then last year, uh, their starting quarterback, Nolan Henderson, uh, gets hurt, and then things just kind of fell apart from there, and I think Delaware finished 5-6 finished and six last year. Well, after the season, they fired their coach, Danny Rocco, which goes to show the level of expectation this program has and the fan base has to fire a coach less than two years after making the national semifinals. Granted, the spring playoffs where it was a 16-team bracket and, and all that, but it still you know had a good season in the spring. So, well, they, they bring in Ryan Cardi, who is the offensive coordinator at Sam Houston, uh, and they bring back a majority of their team uh, as well. Uh, defense has great experience. Offense has great experience as well. Nolan Henderson, that quarterback that got hurt, he's playing like a Walter Payton Award finalist type of guy. Uh, and I think what Ryan Cardi has done, he's just basically taken that same offense, but has just made it more explosive with this scheme and with this system. Uh, under Rocco, they're a bit more, you know, establish the run, take care of the ball, don't put, you know, don't put the, your team in jeopardy of a turnover. Cardi is kind of running that same Houston scheme of, uh, it's not air raid, but they certainly like to throw the ball around it and spread things out. And I think he's just maybe taking some swagger uh, to that team. And now they're 4-0. One of those four wins is against Navy, who is obviously an FBS team. Uh, and so they're looking really good right now. And the other team that's now charged their way into the top 10, and it's the first time they've been in the top 10 in 25-plus years, 
is Neon Dion, Coach Prime. He's got Jackson State right there uh, sitting at number nine in various polls uh, this week. They're 4-0. They're 2-0 in the SWAC. Where are we at with Jackson State? I guess, first of all, one question I've actually got from several of our uh, listeners is the difference between the Celebration Bowl and then making the FCS playoffs and how the SWAC champion or uh, second-place team or whatever, how they decide what they do in the postseason. Explain that part to people first. Yeah, so the the SWAC champion and the MEAC champion uh, meet up to, to play in the Celebration Bowl, uh, which is usually the same day as the semifinals. And the Celebration Bowl has usually been, uh, it's about like five, six, seven years old. Um, the Celebration Bowl is played on ABC. And then the SWAC champion, uh, the SWAC has two divisions. Uh, each division champ meets in the SWAC title game. And that SWAC title game is played during the playoffs. And that SWAC title game uh, is usually on ESPN or ESPN2. And so the MEAC doesn't have a conference championship game. Whoever just is at the top of their conference, they go to the Celebration Bowl. The two SWAC division champions, uh, they play in the SWAC championship game, and then the winner of of that championship game goes to the Celebration Bowl. Uh, And so essentially for a SWAC team to make the playoffs is you need to be essentially the third best team in the SWAC. So if you finish second place and won the SWAC divisions, that means you're not playing in the SWAC title game. That means you are eligible to get a playoff at-large bid, and that's what happened to Florida A&M. They're in the same SWAC division as Jackson State. Jackson State won their SWAC division last year. Florida A&M was 9-2 and and was able to get in the playoffs. The reason these two conferences don't play in the playoffs is there's a lot of reasons to it, but it's, mostly, it's mostly two things. One, it's money, uh, right? Sure. It's You're not, you're not going to get a ton of revenue playing in the FCS playoffs because of the bidding process, because of – the NCAA taking 85% of the ticket revenue, right. which is ridiculous. Like teams aren't making revenue, a ton of revenue playing in the playoffs. The Celebration Bowl and the SWAC title game, that gets about a million dollars to each of those conferences. So money is the big thing. Exposure is a big thing. And also just historically, the SWAC has not competed all that well uh, in the playoffs. They used to have uh, an auto bid. I believe the MIAC had an auto bid at 1.2, but they were... I, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, but th- their last years of playing in the playoffs, and this was mid-2000s, I want to say. This is all off the top of my head, so you know I might be factually incorrect here, but they were in the playoffs at one point, and they would always basically get whooped up on, and they were like 0-10 in the playoffs. And so it got to a point where they just weren't competing. They decided to do the Celebration Bowl, which is just, again, it's a revenue. It's a huge revenue boost. And it's just a, a better end to the season for them. You know, it's, there's a ton of pride in the Celebration Bowl. Um, it's a fun finish for the fan bases to have the MEAC champ and the SWAC champ play each other instead of, you know, losing by 21 points to James Madison in, in the second round. It's just a better end to the season for them. But now you have Jackson State, who's a top 10 team, bringing in loads of talent. All of a sudden that begs the question, you know, should the SWAC champ go to the playoffs would Jackson State actually compete for a national title? That's kind of the online debate right now and all throughout the offseason. Sam Herder joining us. Senior FCS analyst for Hero Sports, Bet MGM. You listen to Nuanas now on ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television and the ESPN Montana app. All right, Sam, let's talk about the Big Sky Conference then. Uh, the opening weekend, I thought the pretty much every game within the conference, I actually I thought every game within the conference told us something about the winner and the loser one way or the other. What stood out to you, though? I'll just leave it open-ended. What games or game or result or, or whatever uh, caught your eye or um, taught you something that maybe you hadn't known previously? 
Yeah, I'm try- I'm trying to think because there were you know a ton of big time uh, results. I look at the I look at Weber State's you know getting a really big win on the road. Uh, going to UC Davis, what does that do to UC Davis? You know, maybe the the best one and three team in the FCS right now that's competed really tough against two top ten teams in in Weber State and South Dakota State. But you know, essentially a almost a must win now going to Montana State this weekend. Um, and speaking of the Bobcats, I thought it was a really gutsy, maybe not always the prettiest, but a gutsy win going to Eastern Washington uh, and getting a win. Um, you know, losing Tommy Malat, you know, still down a number of running backs. Uh, I think maybe the storyline in Bozeman right now is probably how good that offensive line is playing, uh, considering there's, what, four new starters uh, and guys that are young um, and don't, when you look at the two deep, two, uh, when you look at the two deep, they don't jump off the page as far as being maulers. Uh, you know, I remember tweeting about it this summer that it was a lot of 6'3", 285-pound guys yes. across that offensive line, and obviously you don't need to be a 300-pounder to, you know, to be a good FCS offensive lineman, but it sure helps. But those guys are, are playing uh, really well. And so those are two games that, that jump out to me. And then how I think I, I said it last week that, um, you know, if the Grizz beats Portland State by 17 points, that's a good win. But if they absolutely hammer Portland State, that tells me that they are legit, you know, one of a few legit title contenders in the FCS. Um, and that was a, um, certainly a beatdown and an impressive performance in all three phases by the Grizz. The the status and the makeup of the Montana State offensive line and the fact that they're playing well, and in fact, I think they're playing really well, man, it is among the most vindicating things that has happened to me because I have been screaming and yelling about how you don't have to be 6'5", 300 pounds, and unless you're going <laughs> to North Dakota State, probably you're not that you, – you, there's something missing. If you're 6'5", 300, and you're not going – you're going to the FCS and you're not going to NDSU, there's something – missing there, whereas I think there's all sorts of guys that are 6'2", 6'3", uh, that can just be really physical, really athletic, and uh, really functional FCS offensive linemen. JT Reed, Justice Perkins, those two guys come to mind right off the top of your head when you're talking about Montana State. And they also, though, have some of the guys that do have the prototype size, like Rush Reimer, the left tackle, who's 6'5", 300. Titan Fleischman, the right tackle, who's only a freshman. He's 6'4", 305 pounds. Those guys are sort of making the rubber meet the road, too. They got the physical stature. Now they're sort of coming into their own uh, as well. Sam Herter joining us here uh, on ESPN Radio. Uh, Sam, I want to ask you about UC Davis because Davis lost yet another uh, close game uh, over the weekend, 17-12 to to Weaver State. They missed three field goals in that game, so they're probably – uh, really thinking that maybe they let one get away. They went toe-to-toe with the Wildcats. They looked really physical as well, and that's against a really physical team. Where are we at with UC Davis, though, particularly with their matchup this week at Montana State? They're coming to Bozeman, and it seems to me, backs against the wall for the Aggies. So what do we think of just the sense of urgency UC Davis needs to have uh, if their national expectations, their playoff expectations, are to remain intact? Yeah, you have to imagine that UC Davis will throw absolutely everything they have at Montana State. You know, it'll, it's going to be a tough, a tough road game uh, for UC Davis, a night game on national television. Uh, I imagine it'll be a sold-out crowd, and so it's going to be uh, a tough place for UC Davis to get a win. But it's like I said, it's basically a must-win because if they lose, I can see them rattling off. Honestly, wins the rest of the way until the regular season finale when they play Sacramento State, and so. If they lose this game and fall to one and four, I can see them winning five in a row and getting to six and four. And then possibly if they beat Sacramento State, who's going to be high ranked at that time, 
you know, that could possibly get UC Davis in. And so in that sense, this isn't a must win. But at the same time, you, you fall to one and four, your margin for errors is, 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 is basically is, nothing. Because is right. once, once you hit five losses, even if one of those losses is, the P, is to a P5, um, and you finish six and five, uh, you know, not very often a six and five team gets into the playoffs. Sometimes, uh, like Northern Iowa did last year, and a big reason Northern Iowa got into the playoffs last year at six and five was because they beat up on Sac State, who finished eight and zero in the Big Sky. So you can kind of get okay. That's that's why you and I got in at, at six and five, but it's very hard to do so most years. And so um, I think it's a good looking team uh, for UC Davis. Uh, you know, I think the quarterback overall uh, is solid. I think UC Davis's offensive line is pretty good as well. And I think Yulonzo Gilliam is maybe one of the more underrated uh, running backs in the country. And then also Castles is, is I think a possible draft pick at tight end number 87 yes. for UC Davis. And so it, it's a good team, but I mean, they just, their schedule has been brutal at starting. It's not, it's not going to get much easier going to Montana State. It seems impossible to me that Alonzo Gilliam is underrated, but it is true. He somehow is. But, I mean, I was looking at his career stats. He's got almost 5,100 total yards in his career. He's had three at least 915-yard seasons. He was just short of 1,000 twice, but also had a 1,200-yard season. He's leading the Big Sky Conference in rushing this year. He's the preseason offensive player of the year in the league. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what more the guy can do. He's been a model of of uh, consistency and durability, and uh, he's a, he's an unbelievably talented guy there at UC Davis, a four year starter that's really making waves at running back. And uh, maybe it's just the signature win uh, that UC Davis needs to sort of thrust thrust him up the list uh, for the Walter Payton Award watch list. The rest of the Big Sky Conference uh, schedule looks like this: Montana at Idaho State. The Grizz are. I think a 36.5-point favorite the last time I looked, and I don't even know if that's high enough. I'm not trying to hate on the Bengals, but uh, two teams, two programs on completely opposite trajectories. Northern Arizona-Portland State, that might actually be a playoff game because you got a Portland State team that remains winless, a Northern Arizona team that's looked pretty good, except for they've lost three games already, granted to pretty good teams, but that doesn't mean nothing when you only uh, have won one contest. Sac State plays at Cal Poly. Uh, Northern Colorado plays at Idaho for homecoming, and then the nightcap UC Davis uh, at Montana State. Last thing for you, then Sam, any of those games stand out to you, uh, particularly in terms of their um, impact on the uh, the national landscape? Yeah, this this week's slate doesn't pack as much of a punch uh, as last week's. I, I do think Montana State hosting UC Davis that's that's the big one um, in the Big Sky and also nationally that that'll. Uh, you know, have some some sort of playoff implications. But other than that, yeah, I do think Northern Arizona, Portland State is one. Um, I'll certainly be watching just because I do think it is interesting. Um, and, and two teams that are maybe kind of in the middle of the pack of, of the big sky, it's hard to kind of write out their path to the playoffs just because of their current records. But I do think it it is two uh, good teams in the big sky. So that's probably the second best one. But I don't know if, you know, if, if that's nece- necessarily going to have the eye um, of the FCS nationally as far as things that will shake things up quite a bit as compared to UC Davis going to Montana State. Sam Herter, Hero Sports. You can find his writing at herosports.com. Uh, you can also follow him on Twitter. And uh, Sam will be joining us on Wednesdays throughout the rest of the football season. Uh, thanks for being here, man. We really appreciate it. And uh, we'll catch up with you next week. Sounds good. Thank you. You want us now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the new ESPN Montana app. Thanks for rolling along with us here on your Wednesday. Let's talk to a key component of that 
Montana State-UC Davis football game. Ty Okada, captain and uh, senior defensive back for the Montana State Bobcats. He'll join us next on our Montana State Minute. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. It's new on is now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Feeling in a grunge mood today, even though it's 90 degrees in western Montana. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Coulter Nuanas coming to you through the ESPN Montana studio. Also, make sure you go get the ESPN Montana app. Great way to follow along here, this show, live and archived. You can also get to catch Grizz Hockey. We are closing in on it. We are, uh, I don't know, I'm bad at math right off the top of my head, but we are less than 72 hours away. Uh, it's Friday night, Glacier Ice Rink. We'll have tickets for you both today and tomorrow, so keep it tuned. And we'll also have the action here on the ESPN Montana app, as well as 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Uh, very much looking forward to it. Time now for our Montana State Minute. It's presented by JNV Restaurant Supply. JNV Restaurant Supply is your home for everything kitchen. Whether you're a bear or a bobcat, an eagle or a scotty, you can score big with JNV. Everything you need for that next tailgate can be found in one of JNV's great uh, locations, Bozeman, Billings, and Great Falls. And if you can't make it in, that's just fine. JNV also has a pretty great website at jvrestaurant.com. Get everything you need for your big tailgate all football season long at JNV Restaurant Supply. Happy now for the Montana State Minute for the first week of October. I know it's not actually October yet, but we always judge it by what game uh, or what day the game is on. October 1st is Saturday. There's a big-time showdown in Bozeman, Montana. Montana State coming off a thrilling 38-35 win over Eastern Washington uh, in Cheney. Second win in a row for Montana State. First time that has ever happened. We're joined now by Ty Okada. He's a senior defensive back and a captain for the Montana State Bobcats. And Ty, just one question about last week before we get into this upcoming matchup. That was an enormous win. We talked about it after Saturday. Uh, Your fumble recovery was one of the key plays in the game. But how how do you channel it? I asked Coach Vegan the same thing. Obviously, you want to harness the momentum of last week, but you also want to focus on the present, not the past. So uh, how do you do that? How do you express that to guys, maybe even some of the younger guys? Without a doubt, and to your point, it's definitely a balance, right? You want to carry that momentum over, but this is a whole new week, right? And so you, you try to take the things that you did well from the week prior leading up when it comes to preparation and bring that into that next week, but whole new team, whole new scheme. Uh, uh, definitely just just 
restarting of the week where you, you try to build upon last week, but you, you just you just get ready and you prepare. You take the good things that you did last week in terms of preparation. You use that to help better prepare you for this upcoming week. When you broke down uh, last week, what did you like about the performance and what is there to clean up? Uh, obviously, every week you're trying to get better. So what are the positives? What are some of the things you guys are working on this week? You know, without a doubt, on uh, in terms of the defensive side of the ball, just eliminating explosives. And you could see when we were dialed on defense, we were dialed and we were making stops left and right, lots of three and outs in a row. And then we just, you know, here and there giving up chunk plays. So I think clean that up on the defensive side of the ball. And and last week I thought we did a great job of playing complementary football. When, when you know, we'd go out and get a stop, offense would go out and score. And so I think building upon that from last week would be huge in terms of uh, building as a team. And when it, I know this is going to be a tired narrative soon because we're already a month into the season and it's becoming this team and last year's team uh, is just last year's team. But last last time I'll ask you about this, but what do you think of just the way that you guys have readjusted and how has it been for you personally? I know you were a, a leader last year, but sort of even having an elevated leadership role, how do you think that element's going? I think it's going well. I think we're seeing guys emerge as playmakers. And we're constantly changing, adapting, and growing as a team. But we've still got our identity of playing fast, physical, defensive football. And we're going to uh, continue to build on that on the defensive side of the ball. And then watching our offense just emerge this year, too, has been incredible. And just continuing to grow and playing complementary football, like I said last week, just growing and building upon that. Um, it, it's just It's been nice to see that development throughout this year. Ty Okada joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN Montana app. This is our Montana State Minute. It's presented by JNV Restaurant Supply. JNV Restaurant is your home for everything kitchen. Bobcat's got a night game and a home game on Saturday night. So if you need anything for your tailgate, go check out jvrestaurant.com. Uh, Ty, this is when college football is the, the most fun sport in the world. It is when you just get these primetime matchups. And I know UC Davis comes in with a record that maybe doesn't look like it's primetime, but they were a top 25 team in the preseason uh, team that was in the playoffs a year ago. Uh, so what's the initial thoughts? So what have you thought of what you've seen on film from UC Davis? And what are you guys uh, thinking about this matchup on Saturday? I, I mean, that, to your point, you've already hit on it. They're, they're still an incredible team. Although their record might not show it, they've got playmakers on both sides of the ball, a ton of returners, uh, some great, great re- leadership with their head coach, and they're just a sound fundamental football team. So we're, we're preparing um, like any other game, right? And we're taking them as serious as ever. And uh, we're really excited for this matchup. I mean, to your point, this is what makes college football so great. And these are the types of games you want to play in primetime, ESPNU, uh, kind of, you know, not Friday Night Lights, but Saturday Night Lights, right? And uh, it, it's just a, a great matchup. A great team is coming in here to Bozeman. And as a team, we're just really excited to get after it. What's the biggest difference in terms of game day uh, when it is a night game? I mean, is it, is it the plan and the meals? How do, how do you go about getting ready to play at 8 o'clock at night? Yeah, no, it's definitely different. Luckily, we've had a lot of practice with that so far this year. I mean, for it, for the short season that we've had. So we've had two going on our third night game already in four or five games. So uh, it, it's definitely a little bit of a different approach, right? The, the meals are a little bit challenging, uh, but, but mostly just making sure guys aren't, you know, guys aren't too serious and wired at the beginning of the day because you still got – you don't want to expend all that energy, right? There's still a lot of day to be had. And, and so just guys being in the right headspace, um, even keel, getting getting some extra walkthroughs in are always great. And, and just kind of having that healthy balance of you're, you're still prepping and ready to play a game, 
but you're not crazy wired, right? Because you got the whole day up until you play that game. So it's definitely, to your point, it's it's a different approach. Tyler Cotta joining us here on Nuwana's Now ESPN Radio. And Ty, last week, UC Davis threw the ball almost 60 times, but the headliner of their offense is their running back. Alonzo Gilliam is the preseason offensive player of the year in the Big Sky Conference, a guy who's been a starter there at Davis for four seasons now and one of the best running backs in the league. And with the, some of the guys that have been out, he's kind of like the last man standing. So uh, what, have you, what do you think of him? What is the challenge like when you go up against a running back of his stature? Yeah, definitely. Phenomenal player, to your point. Uh, definitely got to bring your pads. You know, he's... In terms of stature, he's smaller, but he, he doesn't run like he's small. You know, he's very shifty. He runs very hard. Uh, very great running back. So just, just making sure you get your pads on him early and often. And containing him will be a big part of uh, having success as a defense come Saturday for us. And, uh, you know, luckily we've been training against the best running back in Isaiah Fonse for, you know, the last several years, at least for myself. So that's prepared us well for this matchup, definitely. Certainly some parallels there, too. They are uh, they're a little bit similar uh, as players, so very fun to see just the crop of running backs that have been uh, in the big sky here these last couple of years. Pretty impressive to have all these uh, four-year starters. What, what else do you see out of UC Davis's offense? It seemed like uh, last week Weber State had a pretty defined game plan, keep everything in front of them, um, you know, make the quarterback dink and duck, nothing over the top, and then when it's in the open field, tackle well. Uh, is that the formula, or what have you seen out of UC Davis in terms of what they want to do uh, offensively? Yeah, I think that's a really great approach. They're going to send a lot of different things, and they're going to come out. They're just they're a good offense, well-coached team. So we just got to stay disciplined. Um, everyone doing their 111th is just going to be the main recipe for our success this weekend. Talcata, senior defensive back for the Montana State Bobcats here on the Montana State Minute. And, uh, Ty, last question for you then. Uh, what do you guys think about this game just in general? Because this is one of those games where, you know, every game is a big game in college football. There's no doubt about it. But this is one where you guys can carry that momentum and continue to build into October. So what are the keys for the Bobcats Saturday night? Yeah, definitely. Um, Harnessing that, bringing that energy to your point, it's a, it's a huge game, right? And so, so guys acknowledging that throughout this week and preparing as such. And then when it comes game time, just everyone being able to harness that energy and still be able to be focused and do their 111th is going to be the key. You know, everyone doing their jobs, being in the right spot. We've got the playmakers. Our coaches are going to give us the opportunity to have success, and we've just got to go out and do our job. Ty Okada here on the Montana Minute. Ty, appreciate it, man, and uh, I'm sure we'll be talking to you soon. But thanks for the time, and uh, we'll see you in Bozeman Saturday night. Best of luck. Appreciate you, Coulter. Thanks. Montese Minute presented by J&V Restaurant Supply. It's tailgate season. J&V Restaurant Supply has everything for your upcoming tailgate. It's night game in Bozeman, so you got some time. They have locations in Bozeman, Billings, and Great Falls, but also they have a great website, jvrestaurant.com. JV Restaurant, your home for everything kitchen. Who, what, when, where, why about Grizz Hockey Plus? Maybe you're part of the who. We're going to send to you to the game Friday night against the University of Idaho. Keep it right here. You want us now, ESPN Radio. the greatest grunge band of all time. This is a matter of opinion, uh, not a matter of fact. So any and all answers are applicable. You tell me, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. 
And whatever one we desire, whatever one we want to pick, guess what? You're going to get a dozen wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill and two tickets to Grizz Hockey. 406-888-1029, who's the greatest grunge band of all time. Text us here at Nuanas Now for your chance to win Despo Wings and Grizz Hockey Tickets. Text us right now, 406-888-1029. The Grizz open up their hockey season, their second season since the renewal of the program. On Friday night against the University of Idaho at the Glacier Ice Rink. Welcome back here to ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and uh, the ESPN Montana app. Appreciate you tuning in. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here uh, on your Wednesday. Most of the time here on out on Wednesdays, we'll be giving you Despo Wings, and we'll also be giving you a chance to win free Grizz hockey tickets, and a lot of times they're going to go together. What a great uh, night for you, no matter what night of the week it is, to head on down to the Desperado, have some wings, have some beers, go on over to the Glacier Ice Rink, watch the Grizz hockey team, have some more beers, go on back to the Desperado, have some more beers, uh, walk home, please, and uh, enjoy yourself throughout the Grizz hockey season, uh, thanks in part to the Desperado uh, Sports Tavern and Grill. Here is the... uh, home schedule for the Grizz hockey team uh, this year. I'll, I'll just give you a, a couple uh, upcoming dates here for the next month or so. They're, they're at home against Idaho on Friday. Then they also play Western Washington on October 7th and October 8th. They play Montana State on October 14th. They play Washington State on uh, October 21st, October 22nd. And then they play the University of Mary on October 27th. A couple uh Special promotions, that 22nd game of October against Washington State will be a special edition breast cancer jersey uh, game. They'll, uh, they'll, they'll wear some breast cancer awareness jerseys, and they'll also auction them off, benefiting chicks and chaps. We'll get more information as that game uh, draws closer here in a couple weeks. And then in the University of Mary, uh, when they come to town... That's the reigning national champions. That's a big-time home game for the Grizz hockey team. So um, very, very fun. Very fun to have this back in the fold. I was very uh, interested uh, and um, wondering how the return of Grizz hockey would be to Missoula last year. And couldn't have been better. They averaged more than 1,300 fans per game last year. They pretty much packed the house at Glacier Ice Rink across the board every single home game. And now they're back with an even more competitive and more expansive home schedule. And also an upgraded roster. The word is out on Grizz Hockey. And I just find it so fascinating because in premise, this is a club sport. And I think that for a long time, the difference between varsity, athletic department sports, and club sports, the first thing that came to people's minds was quality or lack thereof. And there certainly are club sports that are, are much more like extracurricular activities on campus for, you know, basically students that want to keep uh, having fun and competing but maybe aren't as serious about, you know, the, the Division One grind. But other than the title, this is a Division One commitment for these guys. And there's a lot of really, really talented hockey players that play for the Grizz as well as 
many of their opponents. Hockey in this area has continued to grow uh, in popularity and in exposure. And also the fact that all of you out there packed the Grizz Hockey Arena last year, that's a great recruiting tool. Because they are a club sport, there is such a vast array of the type of athletes that they can bring in. They can get guys that maybe play juniors and uh, just want to play at the college level that are you know of, of normal, quote-unquote, normal, traditional college age. They can also get guys that played up through juniors and maybe into the minor leagues that maybe didn't quite make it to the show, make it to the NHL. They can have completely non-traditional students. I mean, one of their best players last year was a guy that was uh, a military guy who then um, decided to go, go back to school. You know, he's, So he's in his mid-20s. So there's a variety of ages. That makes the roster dynamic very interesting. There's a variety of, of backgrounds for these guys. And it, so it all amounts to then uh, a very talented and intriguing level of hockey. There's also a lot of passion behind it. Because these guys are betting on themselves. A lot of times they are at least partially funding themselves. But the exposure that was provided from last season helped them have a real recruiting budget and a real recruiting pitch as well. And that's that's huge uh, for the Grizz hockey team. So we expect uh, an even more improved product from a year ago. And that will do nothing but help our collaboration and our partnership with Grizz Hockey uh, continue to solidify and also uh, continue to um, continue to be a huge part of this community, a very popular ticket in town. Uh, so very much looking forward to having Grizz Hockey on these airwaves on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN Montana app uh, all throughout their season. Their season starts on Friday and it goes all the way through uh, February. Other opponents that are coming to town down the road, uh, Weber State will be in town. Utah State will play here twice. They also have Eastern Washington in town for a uh, military appreciation uh, deal where they also have a, an auction for uh, the jerseys that will be, then uh, do- donations will be made to uh, U.M. military and veteran services. Uh, Wilson State is coming to town uh, in December. Montana State comes to town um, right before Christmas break, and then they have a couple more home games after the, uh, the Christmas break in January and February. So... Um, should be fun. A very uh, very welcome surprise how well this did in the community. So if you want to find out more about Grizz Hockey, you can just go to grizzhockey.com. They still have tickets available, uh, both single-game tickets, reserve seating, general admission, and student section tickets, and they also have uh, VIP passes, season passes, and all that um, available as well. So go check out Grizz Hockey. And uh, keep the text coming in because we're not going to pick a winner until uh, probably the next break or even after the show. 406-888-1029. Tell me who the best grunge band ever is. There's no right answer. I just want to see as many uh, options as we possibly can. So text us at 406-888-1029. And uh, keep them coming in. And the, the person that we pick, you're going to get a dozen wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. And a pair of tickets to Friday night's Grizz hockey game against the University of Idaho. Crazy because we're in the heart of football season, but I was thinking about this the other day. Basketball season's right around the corner. Right now, uh, the NBA has all sorts of drama in it, mainly 
the drama and the indiscretions of Ime Udoka and Robert Sarver. But it's crazy to think we're going to have an overlap with basketball and uh, football sooner than later. I mean, the NBA usually gets started a week or two before Halloween. So that'll be wild. And uh, I don't know how much NBA we're going to be able to fit in, but college basketball is also right around the corner as well. So it's about to be an even busier, uh, busiest time of the year. Uh, little uh, PSA for you about tomorrow. We'll have a full show tomorrow. You'll hear me on the show uh, a bunch, but I'll be out tomorrow. I won't be in the studio tomorrow. I got to go take care of some family stuff. Um, So I'll be out of town, but have no fear. You won't really even know. I'll be here. You just won't see me in studio, but I'll be on the road uh, taking care of a a little minor family uh, emergency here, but uh, be back in the studio on Friday. So, you know, just in case you're a loyal viewer uh if you're just listening on the radio you won't even know uh jeff andrew guys in the back they'll be steering the shift uh for us here and uh, they'll have some commentary for you as well and we'll also have a full slate of guests including charlie raggle the head coach of idaho state uh, bobby hauk the head coach of the montana grizzlies tom carter who's a senior at helena capital uh who's had a great start to his senior year as a uh a two-way star there we're also gonna hear from scott marsh the play-by-play man for uc davis Greg Woods, the beat writer for Idaho State, uh, for the Idaho State Journal, covering Idaho State football. And uh, maybe if we can squeeze it in, we'll also hear from one of the latest commitments uh, to the University of Montana uh, football program as well. So jam-packed slate of guests for you tomorrow. You just won't see uh, me in the studio tomorrow. Noah's Now, ESPN Radio, Hour 1 in the books, Hour 2 coming at you. Jeff Safford will... Uh, join us. He is the voice of the Missoula Palace, the voice of Grizz Hockey. So we'll do a little review and preview. The uh, the best of the best moments, the disappointments of the ending of the season for the Missoula Paddleheads, and uh, what the offseason might hold, as well as uh, some more insight on the University of Montana Grizz Hockey team. That's our ESPN Roundtable. Next, keep it right here for hour number two. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 